Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, brought to you by Best Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Welcome to the Insurance Law Podcast, the broadcast about timely and important legal issues affecting the insurance industry. I'm John Zuba, editor of Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys. Joining me is Brendan Noonan from our communications team. We're pleased to have with us this morning attorney Erwin Kramer, the managing partner of the insurance defense firm of Kramer & Connolly in Baltimore, Maryland. Erwin has served as lead counsel on behalf of insurance carriers worldwide and has taught at some of the most prestigious law schools in the nation. He also founded the Legal Television Network, which produces features designed to enhance public access to legal information. We're very pleased to have you with us today, Erwin. As am I. Thank you. Today's topic is on the complexity of professional liability cases and the relationship between law firms and insurance companies in particular. And Brendan Noonan is going to lead off today with our first question. Erwin, can you comment first on what are the common causes of professional liability? Absolutely. People make mistakes. We all do. To err is human. But when those people are professionals, when they are doctors, when they are lawyers, when they are engineers, architects, you name the profession, those mistakes can be very, very costly. And so when surgery goes wrong based upon the mistake of a surgeon, when a legal case goes down to defeat because an attorney missed a deadline, An architect failed to provide proper supports, and engineering studies were faulty. Those have very devastating consequences, and those individuals, we hope, are insured by a professional liability or malpractice policy. Oftentimes we think malpractice is just for doctors. That's not the case. Malpractice can be committed by many professions, and those are what we call professional liability cases. Erwin, what professions do you feel warrant particular attention in this area, and has this changed in recent years? Certainly it has. Not only do we traditionally think of malpractice as a medical-type issue, but really malpractice has evolved quite a bit. For example, real estate, that industry. It used to be that being a title agent who conducted settlements and real estate closings That was one of the safest areas of practice. But back when we had the real estate boom in the early 2000s, we found that there was a lot of fraud committed in the industry and many mistakes by title agents who failed to look over the paperwork properly. And because they were some of the best insured of the defendants in the chain of transaction, they got hit with a lot of liability cases and a lot of defense matters revolved around that. So that industry saw a resurgence of litigation. Uh, There are others, uh, for example, the HIPAA regulations in the medical field have made it especially important to protect patient privacy. And where there are violations of those statutes, there are plaintiff's attorneys out there who want to redress those violations in the form of a lawsuit. So professional liability cases in terms of privacy have skyrocketed in recent years. Basically, what you see is a fluid progression of cases, and it can really be very cyclical, sometimes with the economy. When an economy is poor and businesses go under, there are many more cases against accountants, for example based upon sales and maybe their projections and their figures weren't correct and someone bought into a business that didn't perform as well as it should have, 
the accountant is then looked at. So this is something that changes over time, and it's changed in recent years, and it's going to continue to evolve in the future. Are there special coverage concerns which often arise in professional liability cases? Absolutely. For one thing, many professional liability policies are called claims-made policies, which means when a claim arises, one needs to report that within the policy period that the claim arose. Otherwise, the policyholder may be without coverage. And so insurers are always looking at when the claim arose. That is, when did the professional have enough information to realize that there would be a potential claim for malpractice or professional liability? And if they find that that wasn't reported within the policy period in which that information became available to the professional, they may deny coverage. Additionally, these policies often specifically define what they do and don't cover in terms of what the professional activities are. And so if I just have a regular legal malpractice policy as an attorney because I do litigation, for example, that is all well and good if I commit a mistake in the course of handling one of my cases. But what if I have an associated title company? In many cases, without a special rider, my legal malpractice coverage, even though I am an attorney and I may be doing some legal service associated with the title process, may not cover me for that. So carriers are going to look very carefully at what the scope of coverage is and whether the claim was reported in time. Uh, what qualifications should we look for in selecting defense counsel in these cases? Well, you basically don't want to look for someone fresh out of law school, obviously. Professionals want to be defended by other professionals whom they perceive as having significant experience, and also significant experience in the field that they practice in. That is, an architect or engineer does not want to be the first client that an attorney has ever represented involving architectural or engineering malpractice. They need to understand that while the attorney may not be an engineer himself or an architect himself, that that person needs to be sufficiently familiar with the industry to be able to relate to the professional, to speak the professional's language and instill in that policyholder the confidence that they are well represented. I should also add that in many cases, professionals have a real complaint when they don't have confidence in the attorney and oftentimes may question the insurer's selection of counsel. And that produces a lot of diplomatic problems between insurer and insured, things that we all want to stay away from. To what extent may policyholders select counsel on their own? Well, in many cases, the policy will allow them to select counsel on their own. But in most cases, what you have is a situation where for example, a professional is accused of negligence, but also perhaps some type of intentional misconduct, what we call an intentional tort. And in that instance, there is an inherent conflict between the insurer and the insured. As far as the insurance company is concerned, there is no coverage for an intentional act of misconduct as opposed to negligence. And so because of that conflict, in virtually all jurisdictions nationally, the policyholder may select counsel on his own at the expense of the insurance company itself in those conflict situations. And there are some policies that allow the policyholder to directly select counsel. 
But I think that's why it's most important that the insurance company have a very effective defense team behind them so that policyholders feel they're well taken care of by the insurance defense panel used by the company. And Erwin, do you have any suggestions for working effectively with defense counsel in professional liability cases? Absolutely. For one thing, if you're a policyholder, it's very important that you educate your attorney and work in partnership with that lawyer to get to the bottom of the specific case at hand. Lawyers are supposed to become expert at whatever the subject matter of the case is. They may not come with that expertise ready-made, and so often I, as a professional liability defense attorney, rely a lot on my client to help educate me and also rely a lot on expert witnesses as well. Uh, As far as the insurance company is concerned, they're going to look to their counsel for a very in-depth analysis of the liability and damages issues at hand. And so, in my opinion, teamwork is really the key to working effectively with defense counsel. Defense counsel cannot do it alone. They're an important part of the defense strategy, but it really requires cooperation by the attorney, the insured, and the insurer to make it all work. Erwin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. That was Erwin Kramer from the law firm of Kramer & Conley in Baltimore, Maryland. Special thanks to Brendan Noonan from our communications team and to our producer, Brian Cohen. And thank you all for joining us for the Insurance Law Podcast. To subscribe to this audio program, visit podcast.insuranceattorneysearch.com or go to online directories such as iTunes or Google or Yahoo's podcast directory. If you have any suggestions for a future topic regarding an insurance law case or issue, please email us at lawpodcast.ambest.com. I'm John Zuba, joined by Brendan Noonan, and now this message. Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is used by decision makers at insurance companies responsible for selecting legal counsel and representation. The printed directory is distributed annually to insurance companies, non-insurance companies, third-party administrators, and corporate counsel around the world, and the online edition is accessible throughout the year. Your listing in Best's directory of recommended insurance attorneys is the most effective way to ensure that thousands of potential clients have access to your outstanding credentials. Here's why you should be listed in the number one insurance attorney reference. Your firm's credentials will be listed in our comprehensive reference guide, which is made available to thousands of insurance professionals globally, both in print and online. AMBEST listees are recognized as the most qualified in their field to represent the unique needs of insurance companies. Key decision makers rely on the directory to take the guesswork out of their selection process. They know that only the best are listed, those firms with a proven track record of excellence who are recommended by their insurance industry clients. And remember, one low rate guarantees year long visibility for your firm. We invite you to use our web application process to apply for a listing today. With our reasonable rates and broad exposure, there's no more effective way to get the attention of the insurance industry. For more information about Best's Directory of Recommended Insurance Attorneys, visit www.insuranceattorneysearch.com. 